So you just got done watching the fights. The kids are asleep. The wife's in the other room doing, well, what wives do. So decision time. You could either go in the other room and deal with... Keep it locked right here, because it's time for the Billy C. Post-Fight Wrap-Up on the BillyCBoxing.com network. Ladies and gentlemen, I give you Billy C. And we're coming to you live from the Billy C. Studios in Lake George, New York. I'm Bill Calagero, and it's time for Billy C.'s Andre Ward, Sergey Kovalev 2 post-fight show uh in case you're just joining us the fight just uh ended and uh andre ward backed up what he said he was going to do he knocked out sergey kovalev uh the official time was uh two minutes and uh what was the official two minutes and 29 seconds of the eighth round tony Weeks stopped the fight uh after uh, sergey kovalev appeared to have been hurt by uh several body shots uh by andre ward uh, the crusher, who said he was going to punish him and end his career, was talking a lot of smack uh, for the last several weeks, did not live up to it, could not back up the trash talk. Andre Ward uh, looked, uh, I, well, in my opinion, Andre, uh, Andre Ward was, was losing the fight by a narrow margin uh, on the scorecard, but uh, he was picking up steam. There's no question about that. And uh, he was getting stronger and stronger, Kovalev, once again, uh, loses uh, loses his stamina. I mean, he, he just uh, this guy has no stamina. Loses his energy, energy I should say. But uh, joining me right now uh, from St. Simon's Island is uh, my man Sal Rocky Senecola. And Sal, uh, what was your thoughts on the fight, Billy? I'll tell you, I was uh, watching that fight and going into the eighth round, the final round. I did have Sergey Kovalev up sixty nine to 66 no actually i'm sorry 67 66 i'm sorry yeah that's what i had uh, same score yeah same score you and i do that a lot billy don't we and i'll tell you what maybe we know something but i'll tell you (laughs) not too much we uh, he he lost the fight the score ended up meaning nothing you know what i had this this eerie feeling i i saw the fight i saw how he was throwing a lot of punches and i questioned his stamina uh, and then I saw again, we see Andre Ward uh, sustaining the blows and, and coming on, being durable like the Ever-Ready battery. And uh, I could tell from the get-go that uh, Sergey Kovalev does not like to get hit in the body. No one does, but, I mean, it definitely caught him and hurt him a little bit. And, uh, and that's ultimately what happened. I was a little surprised that they stopped it the way they did instead of counting out the fighter, especially in a body shot. Um, I would have preferred to have gone to that level or that distance, but uh, it was probably inevitable. You probably had between 30 and 40 seconds left on the round, in the round, and uh, I don't know. We're, we're, we're not going to have we're not going to have a rubber match. There's no need. <laughs> no, I, I think there, was, there wasn't going to be a the series. There wasn't going to be a rubber match anyway. Uh, uh, Ward uh, basically said he was too good to have a rematch anyway, so. Uh, but the bottom line is uh, Ward backed it up, and uh, Sergey Kovalev did not. Uh, as far as uh, the performance by both uh, leading up to it, I, you know, I mean, uh, hey, listen, the end, uh, in my opinion, the end 
shows me that uh, Andre Ward did what he wanted to do. He lived up to his game plan, and Sergey Kovalev didn't. You know, Sergey Kovalev uh, talked a lot. I, you know, there's one thing. You know, I'm critical of fighters that talk the smack and don't back it up. And Sergey Kovalev, you know, oh, uh, he says I'm gonna kick his ass. I'm gonna. Kick. Yeah, he didn't even come close. He didn't even. He, he didn't even come close to 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 really just uh, attacking uh, Andre Ward. And, you know, he's saying Andre Ward's punches never hurt me in the first fight. Well, if they never hurt you, then you should have come out uh, strong and just, you know, showed no respect to Andre Ward. And he's clearly uh, showed uh, a lot of respect for Ward. And he gave he gave Andre Ward time to uh, really sink into his game plan. And the end, uh, I think, speaks uh, for itself. So uh, you're 100 percent right with an exclamation mark, Bill. I mean, Andre Ward fought his fight. And uh, Sergey Kovalev had nothing to say about it. Uh, he went in there. Yes, he was he was uh, out punching with the, the number of punches he was throwing. Uh, he landed some great jabs. I mean, there were definitely uh, wide open jabs that he broke open some opportunities to land some good punches to follow. They just never followed. Uh, I think uh, Max Kellerman or one of the guys was. Uh, uh, commenting about not having a left hook behind uh, the combination. He actually threw one or two left hooks, but not enough. And uh, he threw one or two punches at a time, not the combinations you'd hope to see. And if he did throw a combination, to Ward's credit, I mean, Ward got out of the way and rolled his head and, and avoided a lot of the two, threes, or fours. But uh, Andre Ward, I'll tell you what, he did what he set out to do. He fought his fight, and Kovalev did not. Kovalev fought Andre Ward's fight. Well, I think, you know, you, you said something I noticed uh, myself in this fight. Andre Ward used some great head movement, uh, maybe yes. not so much side to side, but up and down. He, he moved his head enough to prevent Sergey Kovalev from connecting with any punches. And by the fourth round, it seemed like Sergey Kovalev lost all the steam behind his punches. Uh, it just uh, uh, was a terrible, uh, terrible performance from a guy that uh, said he, well, I was going to do this. I'm going to do that. I can't stand it. But uh, just to get you guys caught up with some of the other fights, in a real controversial fight, uh, Guillermo Rigondeaux, as of oh, yeah. now, unless they've already changed it, uh, improved to 18-0 and 0 with 12 knockouts over Moises Flores um, in a unification, sort of a unification bout. Uh, in case you missed it, uh, you know, the way the fight went one round. And um, at the end of the round, uh, the bell sounded. And after the bell, once again, we had uh, Rigondeaux land a shot that knocked uh, uh, Flores out uh, and, and uh, for the count. Uh, when they went back, uh, Vic Draculich uh, didn't know what to do, uh, wanted to get the uh, executive uh, director or executive commissioner, whatever you want to call him, the executive, uh, the big cheese, Bob Bennett, from the Nevada State Athletic Commission and uh, was trying to uh, uh, decipher what they were going to do. And uh, when the smoke cleared, they called the HBO truck. And after we were getting a replay uh, on HBO time and time again and saw that the bell rang uh, and then the punch went, you can argue whether he was in motion or whatever the case was, but we saw the replay a hundred times, and a hundred times you clearly see the bell uh, ring first, uh, and then Bob Bennett says, uh, you know, without any doubt, basically the bell rang uh, after the punch, so we we scored it a, a knockout. 
So when they were tippy-toeing on the thin ice, uh, uh, they uh, said, well, if he hits after the bell, what are you going to do? He said, well, if we review it, it will be an automatic disqualification. Funny thing is, Vic Draculich had said that uh, if the punch came after the bell, he was going to rule it a no contest, which realistically it should be. My big question, and I don't even know if you got to see this one, Sal, but my big, my big question is uh, why the hell are they even asking the commentators what, what happened? I mean, what, what has happened to the Nevada State Athletic Commission? We'll be talking about it on our next show Tuesday morning. <laughs> yeah, but, we sure you know, will. I mean, the Nevada State Athletic Commission has already uh, a, a approved a, a fight between uh, a pro debut fighter and, and Floyd Mayweather. And, and Bob Bennett saying on this, well, our main concern is the health and safety of the fighters. Uh, I don't know. I, you know, they're asking uh, Jim Lampley, uh, well, if the bell sounded, then we're going to reverse our decision. I, I, I think the Nevada State Athletic Commission looked, uh, lo- looked like a bunch of fools. Sal, did you see this one? I did not see that one, Billy. We uh, we got swamped tonight, and I okay, was rushing well, we home. Don't, okay, that's it. We, we, can, oh, yeah. uh, we don't have to talk about that. But um, uh, we're going to uh, take a break here in a second. But uh, we got uh, Luis Arias against Arif Magomedov. <laughs> Roy Jones couldn't say it uh, either. But, uh, Roy. Magomedov right. uh, was, was the first fight in the night. And uh, mismatch all the way. Magomedov uh, looked like uh, he shouldn't even be a pro anymore. Luis Arias uh, uh, beat him decisively. Wins uh, via a TKO. One minute, 16 seconds of the round, uh, fifth round. To improve to eighteen and zero with nine knockouts, Magomedov uh, drops to uh, eighteen and two, and uh, a fighter that uh, we were talking about early. Uh, well, I guess uh, not last week, the week before. Dimitri Bivol in the light heavyweight division, a guy that uh, I believe Dax Khan, who's going to be coming on here in a minute, uh, said that uh, he thinks he's going to take over the light heavyweight division in the future. Uh, made quick work of Cedric Agnew, Ruff, Russell Mora, the referee in that fight decided to uh, stop it uh, in the fourth round at a minute and 27 seconds because of Agnew's failure to even fight. Uh, 11-0, and 0, nine knockouts now for Dimitri Bivol. And uh, that pretty much wraps up uh, what I think was a piss-poor card, to be honest with you. I mean, the main event was good, but I, I think that the card was 100% mismatches. Uh, I know you didn't get to see it, Sal, but uh, uh, at least the main event, wasn't bad but uh, there was nothing else to accompany it you know and that's a shame because you would think you know you want to have a solid good card good competitive fights and good uh notoriety for the fighters that could go on and and, and climb the ladder and uh, continue their reign you know so uh, i uh well you know hey billy you and i gotta get into the matchmaking and and, and holding promoting these fighters maybe you yeah. should start our own company right well <laughs> Got to pull the trigger. <laughs> but uh, listen, uh, the bottom line is we're going to uh, get uh, Dax Khan on here in a minute, uh, and then uh, maybe we'll open up the phone lines. But I'm going to get uh, Dax and uh, Sal here uh, on together. So uh, why don't you guys uh, hang tight for one second. We're going to take a, a short break, and uh, when we come back, we'll have Dax Khan join us uh, to give us his thoughts on uh, Andre Ward stopping Sergey Kovalev in this one. We'll be back in uh, two minutes. Billy will be right back. Check out BillyCBoxing.com now or feel the wrath of the mighty mustache. Oh, that hurts. <laughs> 
you doing that to my face? I hate you. I hate you. That's BillyCBoxing.com. Consider this your warning. Now back to Billy C. Interact with the show at BillyCBoxing.com. And we're back. You're listening and watching. Billy C's Andre Ward, Sergey Kovalev, Kovalev, Kovalev rematch post-fight show. Glad you could be with us. And uh, joining me right now, uh, and Sal, Rocky Senecola, joining us both, all three of us, yeah, is uh, my man uh, Dax Khan. Hey, Dax, uh, what would you think of the fight? I thought it was a decent fight. You know, going, um, I actually had it at the time of the stoppage. I had it a draw. But, um, you know, I thought it was, uh, things could have been changed, could have been a little better, and it's understanding why that they, um, it wasn't, you know, it wasn't that, not a lot of people paid attention to it. Not a lot of, what? Not a lot of people paid attention not, to it? Not a lot, if you look, the, the venue was pretty much empty. It was a very empty venue. There wasn't, no, you know, they couldn't even really actually bring the cameras to make the venue look full. And I know that they tried to put people on one side, which is an old trick. Uh, leading up to the fight, there wasn't a lot of inspiration towards it. You know, you even said yourself uh, last week or the week before, before uh, the vacation, how not a lot of people were paying attention. It wasn't until maybe Thursday that social media started buzzing about it. Well, the, uh, let's, make no mis- let's make no mistake. Andre Ward can't draw flies to a garbage convention. He can't. I know he doesn't think that, but that's the truth. You know, uh, he can't sell out arenas in in his hometown of Oakland or wherever he's from. You know, so that doesn't surprise me. What does surprise me, the first fight was pretty good. It was controversial. I would have thought uh, they would have did uh, a little better. But as far as the uh, fight at the time of the stoppage, Sal and I both had the same score, 67-66 in favor of Kovalev. But it doesn't matter, Dax, because... Kovalev talked a lot of smack uh, leading up to this fight, and he didn't back any of it. I mean, he started out saying, he, you know, he said he uh, Ward didn't hurt him, but yet he didn't go in and attack him. That was what he had to do to win. The longer that fight went on, the less chances Kovalev had to win. And I, to tell you the truth, I did not think that Andre Ward would stop him uh, like he and uh, the most overrated trainer in the world, Virgil Hunter, said. But they backed it up. So credit's got to yep. be given. I mean, end of story, right? Well, you have to give credit. As Sal and I were speaking during the break, you know, a win is a win. You can, you can get the win, you can get the win, you know, and fight another day. But, you know, there was a lot of things that uh, Tony Weeks should have addressed, and he didn't. And Roy Jones Jr. sitting on the sidelines going, but if that was Roy Jones Jr., I'd have been kicked out of the sport for every little thing. But then when it came to these... Uh, shots below the belt and even on the belt line you know something if something comes on the belt line after you're already a little drained that little area right there 
that can cause some sensitivity. Now, did Kovalev at one point in time look to say, maybe, you know what, I need a little break? Yeah, I think he might have. But you know something, by that point in time, how many times did Andre Ward wrestle? Andre Ward, you know how I love to break down the fights and I love to count every little thing that I see, no matter who does it. Andre Ward hit Kovalev behind the head 11 times, and he got away with 14 low blows. And out of those 14, five of them were on the belt line. He got away with it. He got the win. That's fine. But you know what? Call it how it is. He got a win in a dirty fight. Bernard Hopkins was a guy who never got a break for doing such things. They would have been all over him, but it's okay for Bernard, uh, for uh, Andre Ward too. Why? Because when you look at the whole night and you look at the lead-up to it, everything was about Andre Ward, Andre Ward, Andre Ward. It was all kinds of excuses. They changed their stories around. I've never in any time in history have I ever, including with Michael Buffer, on any promotion ever, even ones that I watched on, on tape before I was born, a ring announcer before every single thing they talk about has to name 15 different sponsors. That's what Rock Nation needs. That's what they do in media press conferences when you know what? Who are you selling it to? Nobody here is going to buy anything. We're with the media. And this they needed Andre Ward to win. If Andre Ward didn't win tonight, Rock Nation was going to be done. Uh, Michael Yarnack, let me tell you something. That guy is a prime example of why. Why what? He tried it. Andre Ward, yesterday a lot of people crucified me because not just with him, but Sergey Kovalev, I said the same thing. No matter what happens here, this is the worst fight for boxing. But Dax, you got two pound-for-pound greats going on. No, this is what you really had tonight. You had, yes, two of the pound-for-pound best fighters in the sport, but... They want Sergey Kovalev to have that belt back because Main Events has a few other top 10 contenders they want to keep that title. Andre Ward, as we all know, he loves to sit on things. Andre Ward's not going to defend that title another 10 months. He's not going to defend that title in a year. I promise you, like I said to you the last time on the show, the next time that the rankings come around, as soon as Andre Ward steps up against somebody besides maybe a Marcus Brown or somebody of that caliber who looks good on paper, he's going to lose. That kid tonight, Dimitri Bivol, Andre Ward's not going to beat him. Everybody's going to be on social media tweeting and cursing and yelling and calling me names. Sergey Kovalev wouldn't have beat him. They're not going to beat Arthur Bidovic. They're not going to beat the nail Alexander Yusek. And I'll tell you what, he's even more dangerous than Arthur Bidovic who they're avoiding. This is what's wrong with the sport and what we had here tonight just I was disgusted by the fact that they never even addressed it. Tony Weeks never said stop. They never said nothing. This is truly what you see in the sport when a promoter needs something to stay in business. The fight wasn't fixed. That's not what I'm saying. Ward did win the fight. He stopped Kovalev. But you know something? It just it just wasn't right down the, down the, down the alley. It wasn't right. The Rigandau fight, they did the right thing. Well, I'll get to that in a second. But that, uh, Sal, I wanted to ask you a question. You, yes. you got to see the uh, ring walks and all of that? Yes, I saw them walk into the ring. Okay. That's what you mean, yeah. Did you see when Andre Ward stepped into the ring and when he went over and fist-pumped uh, Tony Weeks? I, uh, I I caught that. I wasn't paying attention, but I, I did observe it, and uh, I didn't think too much of it then. Why would a, but I'm thinking back at it now. Yeah, okay. Now you yeah. say to yourself, wait a minute. Now, but now everything you know Dax just fact. said, everything like, Dax why? just was said. A, was that you know, a message? And, I know you got my back or my belt. I don't know. I don't know. That's the way it looked. Right. Um, look you know, like and, and, and I agree. Rock Nation is in some trouble. They don't know how to do an event. Uh, you know, I, they don't have any fighters. I think that the uh, card, to be honest with you, I thought the card was terrible. 
um, in, in terms of, of, you know, quality matchups. I mean, you know, uh, fights ended early. How many times? What were they going to do? Show us the whole first Ward-Kovalev fight? I mean, uh, they had so much extra time. That. You know, and, and then, and then you know, when, when after all the preliminaries were over, they show the dress, dressing room shots of Kovalev and Ward, and neither one of them had their gloves on. I looked at that and went, oh, geez, it's going to be another 20 minutes before this fight even starts, you know? But, uh, Dax, you mentioned, uh, you started to mention the uh, uh, Rigondeau fight, and you said they did the right thing. Now, did they change their mind? Because, first of all, and like I said in the opening, Rick, Vic Draculich looked like a complete imbecile by not making a decisive decision. Had to wait for Bob Bennett. Okay, so maybe maybe that's the protocol. Maybe he had to wait for the executive director of the Nevada State Athletic Commission. But then he's talking, and somebody whispers in his ears that he's on a live mic. So he covers up his, his uh, mic, which we still heard some of the stuff he was saying. And uh, he ends up saying that he was going to call it a no contest. And Bob Bennett says... Are you sure? Uh, you know, if he hit after the bell, it's a DQ, right? Right away, it's a DQ. And here we go with the hitting after the bell disqualification. This is the first round. This wasn't like, you know, uh, and like Max Kellerman made a great point. They were in an exchange. It wasn't like it was just him, you know. Uh, so then he says that whole fiasco with the truck and blah, blah, blah. They end up giving Rigondeaux a knockout win. But he said if they go back and review the tape, and hear the bell before the punch, which is pretty obvious. We saw it a hundred times that they're going to change it to to a DQ. Has it been updated yet, or is it still going in the books as a knockout for Rigondeaux? It's going in the books as a knockout for Rigondeaux, as it fairly should have. You know, when when you watch that fight and you see, you know, the only thing that Rigondeaux did he wasn't supposed to, and what the, where the real foul came in was before that last exchange when he held him behind the head and he landed three or four clean uppercuts. If anything, that would have been where you uh, stepped in and made some sort of uh, judgment call. But as far as with that last exchange, uh, Flores, you know, came across with a left, and Rigondeaux kind of came back, and then he landed his his own left and that's what ended the night but you know if anything you know according to the way the state rules are if anything because it was under the fourth round it should have been to a no contest and simple as that uh the fact that you know what i myself was very critical on social media saying you know something what is this the nfl now all of a sudden like you stated big draculich can't make his own call why is he over there talking to robert bird but right now, Nevada State Athletic Commission is underneath a lot of pressure, not only due to the fact that they uh, sanctioned Floyd Mayweather and Conor McGregor, but also because they have a standard they have to set if they want to remain the premier city in sport. And after what happened a few weeks ago, or maybe a month ago, whichever that was, between Jose Uzicati and uh, uh, Andre Durrell, with that shenanigans that happened, you know, where they should have maybe looked into that, you know, so maybe Vegas is trying to sit there and say, you know what, we got to set some sort of precedent. What did make them sound ignorant is the fact that Harold Letterman has to read out of a book and tell them what they already know. And then the commissioner himself is going, oh, well, I don't know if I'm going to change that or not. I'm going to have to look back on that. And the, the pitiful and disgusting display by HBO as if they're trying to convince him to sit there and overturn that right then and there. The only thing that I have to say about that fight is Brigandau as much, he's, he's a hard luck guy, 
all the skill he has, we know this much, and that is he has a hard time getting fights. And when you have somebody like that say, I will relinquish my belt if whoever fights for that title will promise that I get the winner of that and I'm mandatory. That tells you how bad this man needs fight. And what's that tell you about his promoter? And what's that tell you on exactly what kind of position they're in and how desperately they needed that guy to win tonight? Nevada State Athletic Commission looks like a bunch of uh, bozo to clowns, a whole group of them. Because for them to ask Jim Lampley and basically follow commentators, Max Kellerman and Jim Lampley, Bob Bennett is thanking them for straightening them out. Pitiful is an understatement. You know, uh, for them not to take control. And and when he said our main concern is the health and safety of the fighters, and then like you mentioned, which we'll talk about on our next show, the Nevada State Athletic Commission sanctioning the fight between Mayweather and Conor McGregor as a real fight, as counting as a, uh, a, a the 50th win, which you might as well give him the 50th win now, uh, is absurd. How is that safe? They're not looking out for the safety of Conor McGregor, uh, a pro debut. I don't care how many fights. I don't care how many titles, how many weight classes he fought in MMA. That's not boxing. I'm sorry. So I think the Nevada State Athletic Commission looks like a bunch of clowns. What do you think, Sal? Oh, 100%, Bill. We, we saw that. You know, it's so funny. I couldn't help but think. I saw on a clip today. It might have been a clip on Facebook they had out there. Conor McGregor was sparring a boxer, a fighter, who was nobody really known, and uh, but somebody that was trying to emulate Floyd Mayweather's style. And the guy was tagging Conor McGregor with jab after jab after combo. And let me tell you something. <laughs> if this fight is done exclusively with the with the Marcus of Queensberry's rules and everything else, this guy, this guy is not going to see midway fight he had uh, midway through the fight it's, uh, it's gonna be it's gonna be disgusting it's listen. gonna be atrocious it's gonna be a no pun intended a black guy on boxing listen and it yeah. already is with the commissioner approving a fight a fighter that a, a, a mma fighter that's never had a professional fight boxing match under his belt is now fighting one of the world's self-proclaimed greatest fighter ever in the history of boxing forget about it Listen, it's it's not going to be a fight. It's not going to be worth the money. We'll we'll be it's talking not even about be that. We'll be I don't talking. even want to see it, Bill. I'm sorry to talk over you. I, I I'm so upset about it. Well, we we we'll we'll have plenty of time to talk about that. But um, as far as uh, yeah, because it is sickening. It is sickening. It really and, uh, is. Nevada it's a, it's Nevada a, looks like a bunch of fools. But uh, hey, Dax, you stated that you think that Dimitri Bivol could beat Andre Ward right now. Is is that what you said? No, what I'm saying is that as Andre Ward holds on to these titles, a lot of people don't want to admit the last time Andre Ward has done anything really special was the Super Six, which is a long time ago. Uh, scratch out, you know, the Chad Dawson fight right after then. And you know what? Andre Ward had this layoff. In regards to how good he is, you know something? He's aging. These other guys are getting better. Andre Ward becomes more full of himself. These guys are staying hungry. As a guy like a Bivol or a guy like an Alexander Usyk just continues to get better or a guy like an Umar Smolov gets better, what happens is Andre Ward eventually is going to have to face them. Or what he's going to have to do is he's going to end up dropping these titles. Either way, it hurts the division. But you know something? As these guys do get better, these guys are not... Kovalev. These guys can punch. These guys can box. If you've seen Bivol tonight, Bivol would have beat Kovalev tonight. And that's no um, 
knock on Sergei Kovalev. These are not the Eastern European fighters that people are used to. These are not even the Triple Gs. These are not even, you know, guys like that. These are better. They're younger. They're more skilled. They have different types of trainers. And these are the guys that within another year or two, as they round their skill set out, they're almost going to be... They're going to be something that this country's never seen. And in order to remain big draws here or in Canada where um, GYM has their fighters, these guys are going to be almost forced back over to Europe because they're not going to be able to stand over here and get the opportunities they want. Same thing like a Rigandau. What they're going to do is these guys are trying to wait Guillermo Rigandau out. And that, unfortunately, is the politics of boxing. But you know something? As far as tonight's car goes, I think Dimitri Bivol, he could have stopped Cedric Agnew at any point in time he wanted to. I think he was putting on display. He was letting people know exactly what he had. Uh, Luis Arias, you know something? I really like this kid. I can't wait to see more of him. Um, Arif uh, Magomedov, I think he uh, should never have went to the Ruslan Provokhanov School of Defense. Uh, Arias, as he gets better, he's going to move up in weight, and there's something else in the future to look at. You know, we've had a lot of good things in this fight tonight, and we've had a lot of bad things. The only thing I can say is the sooner Rock Nation is out of this sport, the better off they are. What they need to do is they need to get 50 cent, and they need to go back into the record business full-time. <laughs> Maybe well. they should. And, and and by the way, that uh, the singer that did the national anthem wasn't even that good. But uh, anyway. No. Um, every, I, every fighter in the last couple of years, every fighter in the last five or six years that has went with one of these music companies or one of these rap stars thinking that they're going to get something, where's their career ended them? Look at look now where um, your record Gamboa, you know, he used to be a favorite fighter of mine, but, you know, they destroyed him so much I can't remember. It's... Boxing what was people the, belong well, in I, boxing. I got one last question for you, Dax. Uh, as far as the Bivol fight, what was up with Cedric Agnew? He, he, I, it's like he didn't even want to fight. When you, um, t when you look at Bivol, look at his style. That's the fourth time I've seen him fight. And I've seen uh, footage of his amateur fights. But, you know, you've seen the maturity on him for a guy with that many fights. That's what I'm talking about, that different style of Eastern European fighter. You know, um, a Lomachenko, who's a lot better than him. But, you know, again, there's a guy with so little fights and so mature. Bivol, he didn't sit there and get lured in there. He just tapped, tapped, tapped. He waited for Agnew to open up, and he busted him up. You get hit by a guy like that, you don't want to fire back. And, you know, Bivol is that type of guy. And Agnew, he's a decent fighter, but he's an opponent-type fighter. I remember when Samuel Clarkson and Agnew fought, I was right on the apron. That was the same day that um, Pacquiao and Mayweather was announced, and Agnew had one moment of success. He knocked Clarkson down for a second, and then Clarkson dominated him, and look exactly what Bibble did to Clarkson. So what's that tell you? Oh, I, I know. Uh, I think uh, Agnew uh, should, uh, should hang him up, but uh, Dax, I appreciate you uh, coming on, and we'll look forward to you on uh, Tuesday. All right, everybody, enjoy the night. Dax, a, take care, buddy. Good job. All right. That's Dax Khan, and uh, he's giving us his thoughts. We're going to take a short break. When we come back, uh, we're going to have uh, Alex Papali join us. And then, uh, then I think I'm going to open up the phone line, Sal. And uh, unfortunately, uh, we're gonna, we'll take one caller at a time, and then we'll go back to you. So uh, have a, uh, take a break, Sal, and uh, we'll, uh, we'll be back with you in a couple of minutes, my man. I'll take a break, pal. I'll see you in a minute. All right. That's Sal Rocky Senecola. We're going to uh, get Alex Papali on the line, and uh, we're going to take a short break uh, right here. So uh, then we're going to open up the phone lines, but don't try to call in until after I tell you that we're doing the phone lines. All right? All right? All right, boys and girls. Don't try and call in until after I say. Hey. 
I'll be back in two. Billy Z will be right back. Part of the Billy Z Boxing Network. Check out BillyCBoxing.com now or feel the wrath of the mighty mustache. Oh, that hurts. Why are you doing that to my face? I hate you. I hate you. That's BillyCBoxing.com. Consider this your warning. Now back to Billy Z. Interact with the show at BillyCBoxing.com. And we're back. You're watching Billy C's Andre Ward, Sergey Kovalev rematch post-fight show. Glad you could join us in uh, case you missed it. Andre Ward stopped Sergey Kovalev uh, in this one just like he said he would. And uh, you got to give him credit. You know, he backed up what he said. Unlike Sergey Kovalev, who talked a lot of smack leading up to this fight, uh, right up uh, until fight night, he was still talking smack and uh, did not live up to any of us. Didn't back it up, ran out of gas again, and uh, they referred to him. I saw some stuff uh, in the preliminaries, and they were talking about him being a bully. That's what bullies do. They make excuses, blah, 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 and I was kind of chuckling to myself, and then I saw how the fight ended, and I got to agree with them. Joining me right now is my man uh, Alex Perpali. What'd you think, brother? Hello, Billy. Uh, I thought it was a good fight. Um, I thought it was um, uh, meaner and uh, nastier uh, than the first one, and I thought we kind of expected that. Um, I thought Harold Letterman, and unfortunately I think this happens a lot, um, I thought Harold Letterman was way, way off. Um, I thought that uh, a lot of the rounds that he was just easily giving to Kovalev because Kovalev was pressing the action and was coming forward. Uh, I thought that some of them, Andre Ward, uh, maybe they were close enough, or at least they should have looked closer to him because what was happening in almost every round is Ward was landing short, mean, scoring punches that were show it was very clear it, it, you could see in Klo- Kovalev's style and his the way he was changing his attack that he was surprised that Ward was hitting him as hard and as often uh as early uh he didn't it, it was like he did say that at one point I think at the weigh-in yesterday that uh he was going to pick up like it was round 13 and he did I think he, right away he was landing mean punches every round, and even some of the rounds where Harold I was right that Kovalev did deserve the round, um, but I only gave him two. Um, the uh, I think that um, Ward still landed hard punches that a lot of times it was when uh, Kovalev was coming forward, so it was almost like Ward would sneak a shot in there and use Kovalev's own momentum against him. Um, all that being said, I do think we had a way too quick of a stoppage. Um, why not call a knockdown when um, War, uh, Kovalev sort of folded himself in half and like went all submissive like that? Call it a knockdown. Give him eight seconds. Then let the fight continue. See what happens. I mean, people paid good money for this. Uh, if it was over, it would we would have known right away, and you stop it. But I, I don't know. I thought it was a little disappointing, especially when you look at the replay. It does look like two of those shots 
um, were low blows. Uh, but there's no doubt he was in a lot of trouble, and at first he did not complain. I agree. He didn't complain. First of all, I, I disagree. I mean, that's why boxing is subjective. I, I had Kovalev up by a point, uh, 67-66 at the time of the stoppage. Uh, a lot of uh, Harold's uh, scoring was, was similar to mine. And, and what I saw was the same fight as we saw in the first one. You know, I, I saw Kovalev uh, pretty much... Uh, uh, the difference is he was winning the, the earlier rounds in the first fight more decisively, but I thought he was squeaking out to win the rounds, but I saw him fade just as quickly. And I also saw Andre Ward uh, picking it up uh, and, and shifting into another gear. And then, uh, you know, Kovalev fell apart. And But, but uh, you make a great point about the uh, uh, referee, Tony Weeks. Uh, he did do a decent job breaking them up when they were holding. When they were punching, he seemed to let them fight. So I was impressed with that. Uh, when he started breaking them up real quick, I was like, oh, God, there's, no, there's going to be you know, no infighting. But, but he did break them up when they kind of were holding each other. And I think that that should have favored Kovalev. Un unfortunately for him, he didn't take advantage of it. But I do agree with you about the stoppage. Um, you could argue that the ropes were keeping Kovalev up. And he could have gotten a, uh, an eight, you know, get the eight count and then continue. But the main thing is what you said after that, Alex. He didn't argue. As a matter right. of fact, he didn't argue at all. You know, right. and, and it's going to be interesting to see now when he goes back and sees the low blows or, or you know, they were on the belt. Uh, but uh, if, he, if he goes back and sees them, if he's going to start complaining and bitching and moaning like he was leading up to the fight, you know, crying foul. I, I mean, uh, you know, at this point, he needs to... Uh, listen, I, I got to be equally critical. You know, I, he's got to shut up, really. I mean, he had his chance, and he didn't He didn't fill it in. I, he just... I don't know what else to say, man. I mean, what do you think? Well, I do think that uh, he... You know, he. I mean, I think this happens whenever guys make a lot of promises and make a lot of... Um, you know, they write checks that maybe their ass can't cash. Uh, you know, um things look bad that next day, especially when you get stopped. But um, I, I don't think he he said anything too, went so far out on a limb that, uh, you know, you can't excuse it as, as most, you know, fighters just being very supremely confident. Um, but I do think that, uh, I, I don't know, one of the things he said to Max in that little pre-fight interview, because, uh, I mean, in terms of the whole program, um, it was not uh, not tip top. That is terrible. For sure. Terrible card. Uh, it was a but, terrible card. Yeah, the card was lousy. Uh, the mass confusion after the Rigondeaux fight, uh, which to me, I disagree with Dax. I think I think if you're going to call the Uskatagi uh, versus Andre Durrell fight a DQ, then that has to be a DQ. Uh, we got to be consistent between the two of them. It yeah, was, but wait a minute. It was, wait a minute. It's yeah, just but, as blatant a late hit. I know, but the yeah, but the difference, the difference with and 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 I listen. I, I didn't like the call uh, for the, for the Jose. You uh, use uh, I just call him Jose. You because I murdered a poor guy's name. I, I didn't agree with that DQ, but. He had been being warned for hitting a, uh, after the bell in that fight. He did it two times before. So if either one of them were going to get a DQ, 
at least he did it before. There's some there's some justification there. In the Rigondeaux fight, it was the first round, you know, and, and they were going back at it, and and it was an exchange. If anything, if they do change the ruling, no contest is what falls into what I think they should do. But 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 I think that the Nevada State Athletic Commission is losing their mind, Alex. I mean, they lost uh, control in the in the Jose Yu uh, fight. They lost control in the in the Flores uh, uh, Rigondeaux fight. They they which will and then we'll talk about the Mayweather Conor McGregor fight being sanctioned as a real fight. I mean, uh, and then he had the nerve to turn around and say, uh, you know, hey. Uh, our main concern is the fight is safety. I, I mean, I, you know, they contradict each other themselves. And then, you know, to top it all off, he's confiding in Jim Lampley about helping to make the decision. I mean, they look pathetic, Alex. Your thoughts? Yeah, it, there was a lot of, um, a lot of, uh, you know, those, uh, you know, facepalm type moments uh, during that whole um whole trying indecisive massive indecision from draculich which you know for at first we can hear on his mic and then you know there's somebody who comes up to him and says you know you might as well cover up the microphone yeah yeah uh, like like the, like uh, the like naked like, it was like leslie like, nielsen in the naked gun movies in the bathroom I don't know, and the and the the early blowouts, and I don't know if you saw the fights on YouTube, but it was the same situation. They were uh, uh, mismatches, but mostly Vaughn Alexander and uh, Tremaine Williams, who uh, was somebody I was looking forward to uh, see fight. He's from New Haven. Uh, they scored early knockouts. Um, so yeah, it was not the greatest card. Um, the ending is a little dissatisfying. To me, it was definitive, though, because um, I think the body work of Andre Ward took a hell of a lot of the fight out of Kovalev. It was it was very effective last time. It was even meaner and nastier this time. Uh, to me, I do think we did see a fight that clearly uh, shows Andre Ward as uh, the number one pound-for-pound -pound fighter. Uh, that said, I do think that it was a bit of a quick stoppage, but, you know, Kovalev didn't respond. And when you fold yourself up and go submissive like that, you know from your amateur days, the fight's over. Uh, so it wasn't too surprising. I, I think he should have called it a knockdown uh, just because, you know, this is prize fighting at the uh, elite level. Did you happen to uh, catch the fist pump from uh, Andre Ward to Tony Weeks in the beginning? No, you know, I didn't see that, but I'm definitely going to rewind and, and check that out. That is a little little weird. Yeah, yeah. I mean, uh, I, I, I noticed that, and I, I jotted it down. I'm like, what's up with that? You know, and Tony Weeks, I will say this. He seemed a little... You described the fist bump. Yeah. <laughs> well, maybe it wasn't quite a fist bump, but it did... Was it a tender and loving? Well, it was a, It was like he, he it, it, Ward went by him and... 
kind of like tapped him on, on the chest and Tony Weeks like was a little surprised, you know, like, I told you not to do this in front of everybody. I, I didn't cash the check yet. You know, I mean, it was like, you know, but uh, but I don't know. I don't so know. you're saying a fist bump was maybe a wink and a nod. Yeah, exactly. I think it was more <laughs> of a wink and a nod. Yeah, exactly. I, I, I don't know if he said, you know, just stop it after the sixth. I don't know, but... Uh, uh, it was uh, it was strange, and I think I think maybe maybe it was Roy or maybe it was Max, um, and I think you know one of my favorite fighters, marvelous Marvin Hagler. I mean, if you go back to the Tommy Hearns fight, uh, Marvin gets warned for some pretty nasty low blows in that fight. Um, you know, it was a, it was it was a rough fight, and uh, Ward does have some you know dirty tactics i mean he's an infighter um some of them i think you know were blatantly low but i think the other thing and i think it was roy who made the point is roy. one time one thing that you see sometimes from a guy who's getting killed to the body is to start whining about low blows roy uh, so maybe that was happening too listen uh, yes uh, let, let me answer that question and i'll say yes but <laughs> but roy jones jr it's time, Roy, it's time to go do something else. Because when he started saying, hey, when you're throwing uppercuts, there's only a couple of us that can actually knock you out with it. I'm like, oh, come on, Roy. Would you stop it with the BS? He was what? sickening. sickening. And, and at one point when he was saying that, it was in the first fight, I think, it seemed he was taking credit for the death of Stefan Johnson who died uh, after a fight in Atlantic City uh, against Paul Vaden. Earlier in his career, Roy had knocked him out, and apparently with an uppercut. Roy remembers that uppercut. But the way he said it, it was almost as if the taking that uppercut and him dying in the ring were connected somehow. It was a rare, really weird moment. I tweeted something about it. Yeah, he was, he was acting strange. He was saying some crazy stuff, and... Uh... Not only that, but he seemed off, um, you know, and then this whole uh, Roy Jones Jr. would have got suspended for that, you know, and I'm like, well, he, yeah. he never was. I mean, he always got the benefit of the doubt. So I, I don't know where all of this, uh, you know, oh, you can't keep, uh, you know, they're keeping Roy Jones. Y'all must have forgot. I thought he was going to start singing again. I, I don't know. But, uh, uh, yeah, between that and uh, it was, it was, uh, you got to give it a, a thumbs down. I mean, the, the event was bad. Rock Nation, um, you know, they lost Miguel Cotto. All they got left is Andre Ward. He's a diva. If I'm Rock Nation, maybe it's time to hang up the gloves. And Dax is right. The, that that guy, uh, whatever his name is, Yeoman or whatever, he's he's a clown. Wow, that's awful. Oh, God. Yeah, I mean, that's the unfortunate thing that I think it does sort of uh, put us in this that position. One, I love knockouts. So I feel we saw, we definitely saw a definitive finish. Uh, and I and I like the way Ward look. I do think he's pound for pound the best. However, just like in the age of Mayweather, he has very little charisma. He's downright unlikable. He's certainly not as as uh, douche tastic as Floyd Mayweather is. He's just a different kind of arrogant. Yeah, but wait a minute. The big he's not, he's not exactly he's not exactly fun to listen to or anything. But um, I do think he is a hell of a fighter. Um, I am looking forward to watching this again, but um, uh, I think Rock Nation is just a, a, a 
kind of a sleazy operation. Yeah, I don't like that their head guy there, Michael Yarmick, or what his name his name is at all. Um, so it, it does seem like they're another one of these sort of scorched earth promoters. I read an article in Forbes, believe it or not, about that was praising them for all these um, you know sort of new ideas. To me, it just was lots and lots of writing on the ring. Um, and one of their sponsors was Jetlux. It's like luxury private planes. Who could afford that? <laughs> Jay Z sponsor. Jay Z and Beyonce. It's their. Yeah. <laughs> hey, uh, you know the 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 whole thing with uh, uh, with them is that they. You know, I I like the black ring, but um, they're just bad. They they don't have good fighters. And as far as uh, the comparison with Floyd and and uh, Andre Ward uh, in terms of personalities, they're both unlikable. But the big difference between Floyd and, and and Andre Ward, I mean, you can make a case for Andre Ward when he fought in the Super 6. Uh, you know, he's fought the better opposition than Floyd, even though Floyd has more fights under his belt. But the huge difference is that Floyd, whether you like him or not, he draws. The, the numbers prove that. You know, I'm not a Floyd fan. Everybody that knows me knows that. But he draws. Andre Ward doesn't you know he can't sell out in his own town he's just he's he's a he's a very unlikable guy even though he's a, supposed to be a good guy you know i mean he wears the white cowboy hat floyd wears the black cowboy hat and floyd sells a hundred times more than him so i you know it's hard to it's hard to put uh, your finger on it but you're right they're both uh, not likable guys. They're not like Anthony Joshua or Triple G or even Canelo, where there's uh, you know people like them. You know they have a strong base because they're liked. They don't sell things because people are wanting to see them get carried out on a stretcher. You know, so um, absolutely, yeah. If you use the uh, sort of political, the old uh, Karl Rove, uh, who would you want to have a beer with? Uh, Sergey Kovalev or Andre Ward? It would certainly not be Andre Ward. Um, Although but, I met uh, him, I met him in Vegas, and uh, right after he got a knockout over Chad Dawson, and uh, we were at the we were at the same event. We uh, he was going, I was heading uh, towards the arena. He was coming back from an interview at um, up at the ESPN booth, and uh, we chatted for a little bit. And he was very accommodating. You know, he talked, he he stopped, and you know, I told him I predicted him knocking out Chad Dawson, and. He was nice, but, you know, I mean, I, I, he seems fake to me, you know. Um, but uh, but in any event, he, he, he got it done tonight. So, uh, you know, I mean. Yeah, uh, that was another thing. At one point, I think they were saying that he's not a knockout puncher or something like that. And I, I remember that. I mean, he, one of his more definitive wins is the knockout of Chad Dawson. He also, to me, one of the things that uh, to me gives him massive credit is uh, the win over Carl Froch, a guy I highly respected. So well, that you know, I have no problem looking at him as as the number one pound-for-pound pound guy. As the whole, uh, in the Super 6, which was six years ago, I mean, you can't deny that he fought the best opposition. But Alex, wow, I, was that long ago? Jeez. Yeah, I know. I know. Tell me about time. it. Um, I appreciate you coming on, and uh, we'll look forward to you uh, this week, uh, especially since uh, we'll have plenty of time to bash the Nevada State Athletic Commission some more concerning the uh, Floyd Mayweather and Conor McGregor approval, not just for the fight, which I don't have a problem with, but counting it as 
Floyd's 50th win. And you might as well just give him the win now because it's not going to be a competitive fight. And I can't believe some comments from Dana White suggesting that Floyd, uh, that Oscar De La Hoya is just a hater because everyone should buy this fight. And I'm saying to myself, come on, you're, you're the guy trying to make the money. I would recommend people not to buy it. It's going to be anticlimactic, and uh, it's, it's a scam. That's all it is is a scam. Well, I tell you, the news also that we heard this week is that, um, and I, they should put this on the undercard, is Michael Phelps is going to race a great white shark. I liked uh, I liked what you said. Cover him with uh, chum and yes, put him in. Him with chum. <laughs> have him wear a steak, one of those meat suits, you know, and then have him swim. He'll be swimming a little yeah, faster. That, what was that, Lady Gaga's dress? Yeah, <laughs> Alex, I appreciate it, and we'll look forward right, to you this week, my care. man. All right, take care. That's uh, Alex Papali, and uh, giving us uh, he's he's starting a line, I think, on the Michael Phelps versus the shark. Uh, uh, race so that that ought to be interesting but uh, anyway uh, see this is why boxing is uh, subjective uh, Alex felt that uh, Andre Ward was uh, winning the fight uh, at the time of the stoppage and um, you know uh, I thought he was putting on uh, a good show and and rightfully so I mean listen you know I, I'm very critical of fighters that pound their chest and say this and that I'm gonna do this and I'm gonna do that and listen let's be real Sergey Kovalev was doing every bit of that uh, over the last uh, couple of months. You know, uh, said that, uh, you know, he's going to end his career. I'm going to end his career, he said, uh, in terms of um, Andre Ward. And uh, didn't do it. Didn't come close to ending uh, Andre Ward's career uh, tonight. Uh, as a matter of fact, uh, you know, I was expecting him to start out a lot faster with no respect and he didn't. He started out with lots of respect. Uh, although uh, me and uh, my man Sal, who's with me right now, uh, Sal, you and I both had uh, uh, Kovalev uh, up by a point. But, um, you know, he, he, he did not fight the way he said he was going to. No, he did not. He did not fight the way he said he was going to fight. And, you know, it's so funny. I, I got to give all the credit to Andre Ward. He did what he had to do. To win the fight in a dominant fashion and no ifs ands and buts the guy was smart and i told you last week when you were up here well it was actually this week and uh down there too heart, i was down I there i'm up you're down you're you're in That's the right. south you're i'm down. in the north you came down here yeah exactly but, I, but i'll tell you i'm what. up here now i <laughs> in my heart of hearts i wanted Sergey kovalev to win this fight and i thought he really could but my head kept saying that Andre Ward was a smarter fighter. I even said that to you. And I think that Andre Ward is going to fight the kind of fight he has to fight to win. And he did just that, Bill. The guy did exactly what he did. A win's a win. He fought the fight he had to fight. He was he was tough. He was dirty. He was bullying where he had to do it inside. And you know what? Kovalev didn't have a chance on this level. Even though he was throwing some magnificent jabs and he landed some decent shots, he was too far away at some points, and whenever they got in close, a big, lanky guy like Kovalev can't punch inside close when, when he's being tied up by Andre Ward or any other fighter, and Andre Ward just did that. He nullified the power from, Andre, uh, from Kovalev by tying him up on the inside so he couldn't get those punches off with a good distance, and he was too far away on the outside where he couldn't 
let that right hand land. He fell short a couple times because he was out of the, out of the range. Yeah, well, you know, Andre Ward, he's a better uh, boxer. I mean, there's no question. And oh, Andre yeah. uh, Andre Ward also showed that his punches are accurate, and and, and he mixed it up. You know, he kept uh, Sergey Kovalev off guard. Uh, Andre Ward had. Uh, a full arsenal of punches, you know, he, he was uh, mixing in everything, you know, body, head, uh, you know, bo uh, side body shots down the middle, uh, under the, uh, below the belt shots. Oh, oh, that's right. He did land a couple of those. Hey, but I mean, you know, he, he was, he was counter punching well. Uh, Sergey Kovalev, basically, he's got a, uh, tonight he had a, a really snappy, hard jab like he did in the first fight. Great jab. But, yes, but he, he wasn't did. following it though, Sal. And, and when no. he, and he, when he did let his right hand go, they weren't accurate. The head movement no. by Andre Ward, the subtle head movement, the slight head movement by Andre Ward gave Kovalev all kinds of trouble. And uh, you, uh, once again, you know, uh, trainers are always saying, well, we got to do this and we got to do that. And then, <laughs> and then at the end of the fight, they go, well, he didn't do this. Well, listen, you know, uh, John David Jackson, I, I love the guy. I, you know, I've, I've dealt with him a couple of times. He's one of the nicest guys you ever want to meet. Knowledgeable. I think he's one of the best trainers out there. He has to be criticized as well because he wasn't really making uh, any adjustments in the corner either. Now, uh, on the other side, Virgil Hunter, who I think is the most overrated trainer, he wasn't doing anything either. He was telling Andre Ward he was winning every single round. He was a rah-rah man. He was in his ear. He was the mental guy. But the difference is Andre Ward did what he had to do. Andre Ward was the guy that made the, chain, the adjustments in the ring and, uh, and beat Kovalev. I mean, I, listen, you and I both had uh, uh, Andre Ward down by a point uh, going into the final round of the fight. But the truth of the matter is, is that Kovalev let Andre Ward win that fight. He did not control it. And I think that he showed, he, he said one of the mistakes he made in the first fight was that he gave uh, Andre Ward too much respect. And I'll tell you the truth, Sal, I think he gave him just as much, if not more, respect in this fight. He did, Bill, and I'll tell you what, I think that Andre Ward hurt Kovalev early with a body shot, and, you know, when you feel that, and you're in a fight, and it's early, even though you feel you're going to dominate, you're going you're gonna to do what you got to do to win, you're going to hit him, and you're going to land some great punches, you know what, if somebody hurts you early with a body shot, which I think Kovalev was, I think he felt the power in the body, and he was surprised. And uh, so he had to have that in his mind and say, hey, well, you know what? I got to tighten up my defense. But like I said, whenever a fighter is afraid to, to give something up, he's going to be afraid to land something big. And uh, I think that Kovalev got hit early in the body and uh, was conscientious of that throughout the fight until inevitably that's what ended the fight. Well, Andre, uh, I mean, Sergey Kovalev's only chance of winning this fight was to uh, really bully Andre Ward, get Andre Ward uncomfortable, and he failed to do it. He failed to do anything that he said he was going to do, and uh, at the end result, uh, Andre Ward uh, looked pretty good. We will uh, open up the phone line. Unfortunately, when you call in, we're going to take one caller, and we'll, Sal's going to get disconnected, but we'll get <laughs> Sal back on. But uh, 845-228-8710. Uh, is the call-in number if you got uh, some thoughts, comments, questions, concerns on the uh, rematch, Sergey Kovalev, Andre Ward, uh, give us a call now. Uh, and Sal, uh, uh, where does uh, Kovalev go from here? Well, unfortunately, you know, 
Billy, what I always say, what do I always say? What do I always say? I say a fighter is only as good as his last fight. So this is going to be the fight that people are going to have in their minds and that the powers that may be are going to have in their minds. And Kovalev is a good fighter. He's a solid fighter. He's a he's a hard-punching fighter. But he's got some holes in some areas. And he's going to sustain a level of, of opponents that are on the upper echelon. We know that. And uh depends on how much he wants to still – Stay in the game. I and think, I think he's going to have a, a, a big question. He's going to answer, answer, ask himself tonight. I think, you know, he was saying that he wanted to end the career of Andre Ward. Well, <laughs> I'll tell you, yes. I think Andre Ward ended the career of Sergey Kovalev, to be honest with you. Because well, when, you, when you think about it, I mean, Sergey Kovalev, the mystique about Sergey Kovalev was his nickname, Crusher. People want to see him knocking uh, other fighters out. He lost that mystique. He did. Andre Ward uh, beat him two times in a row. Uh, Andre Ward is not known for a power punch, even though he acts like he's one. He's not. And uh, there's a lot of other uh, fighters in line. I don't think Sergey Kovalev is, is uh, going to be uh, the kind of fighter that's going to regress in terms of pay scale and, and level of opposition. I mean, maybe he gets a fight with Stevenson. Maybe Stevenson fights him rather than Ward. Uh, but yeah. I doubt it. You know, I think Stevenson is going to avoid both uh, Ward and Kovalev. I, I tell you the truth. The only fight that Kovalev would have right now to get him back in the mix at all is against Stevenson. And I think Stevenson uh, is going to try to uh, uh, fight Ward. But then again, you know, maybe Kovalev is easier for them to negotiate with. I don't know. What's your thoughts on Stevenson Kovalev? I think that's a, a great prospect of a fight that will materialize before a, a Stevenson Ward. And I'll tell you why. As I said, a fighter is only as good as his last fight. Why do you think there's so many people out there today that now say, hey, let me fight Triple G. Let me fight Triple G. Let me Because of his last two fights... They were less than stellar for him, but it just still does not mean the guy can't fight. The guy's the guy's a world champion. The guy's the best, and I think he he we're going to talk about that. But I think he'll beat Canelo Alvarez. But the bottom line is, Stevenson uh, saw a couple chinks in the armor, and right now in his mind, he's going to say that Kovalev's a better opponent for him to fight, or an easier opponent for him to fight than Andre Ward. So I think that's a likely fight, and I think it would be a good fight, and I think it'll be the one of the last opportunities that Sergey Kovalev will have to resurrect his career and, and get back uh, whatever he can get. Well, from logistically, you know, and, and knowing that, I mean, when you look at this, Sergey Kovalev wants to make maximum dollars. Absolutely. Um, he's got a promoter in main events who, um, you know, uh, puts on fights but also is very workable in terms of dealing with. When you look at Adonis Stevenson, he's an Al Heyman fighter, but his promoter uh, is a guy that's got venue in Canada. They have a deal uh, and a good relationship with HBO, just like Main Events does. Uh, I think that uh, that you might end up seeing, even though Stevenson is, is showtime with uh, Al Heyman, uh, one of the promoters up there is... is I, I wouldn't be surprised if you see... Uh, Stevenson against uh, Kovalev. I don't no, think. Uh, I'm not surprised at all. Yeah, I don't think uh, um, you will uh, see 
um, Stevenson against Ward. I I, I just don't no. think that uh, that he'll uh, he'll fight Ward. Well, I don't think Ward. I don't think Ward will fight Stevenson, and the reason why is because Stevenson will want to have the fight in Canada, and I don't think Ward will fight in Canada. I think Ward will want to fight. At this point, Ward beating Kovalev twice in a row. I think yeah. that we're gonna we've only yet begun to see the divaism of uh, of Andre <laughs> I like Ward. It. I think Andre Ward now is going to say that he only wants to fight in in his hometown of Oakland, which he still can't draw uh, to. I think he's gonna. I think Dax was right. He's not going to hurry up in that ring. He may not defend uh, those titles for uh, uh, you know quite some time. And then because he's got multiple titles. He's going to be faced with mandatories that he's not going to want to fight, not because he's afraid, but because he's not going to make enough money. So I'm looking to see these these sanctioning bodies that he just won or just retained start stripping them and uh, split up the, the light heavyweight division again. And Sergey Kovalev uh, could be in a position to win one of those one or more of those belts back. But the fact you still remains that, that um, Andre Ward beat Sergey Kovalev. Not once, but twice. And the second time was a knockout. So uh, I think that uh, what Andre Ward has at least done was uh, prove that he doesn't have to fight Kovalev again, regardless of the belts. Uh, one thing that Andre Ward uh, has done here, Sal, is that he has shown that he's above the belts. And, and I'm not, uh, you know, like Alex made a reference to Floyd. Floyd showed he was above the belts. You know, people still will watch Floyd uh, whether he's got a belt or not, you know. So uh, I think I think Andre Ward walks out of here not only the winner uh, of the fight, but I, I think he wins in several other aspects uh, of his career. What do you think? I think you're 100% right. And, and like I said, Andre Ward, his marquee value sustains and is increased in a sense. And uh, he's not Mr. Excitement. He's not going to draw too many fighters or fans to the, to the game or to his fights, but that's up to the promoters to make that happen, number one. Number two, the guy did what he had to do to win. And the bottom line is, a win's a win, and he won in a most dominant fashion tonight. So I think that, uh, you know, and you want to know something? It's been over six months since they fought last, and you're not going to see Andre Ward fight for at least another six months. I promise you that. Yeah, well, no, he's not fighting for another six months, no. and and it's going to get a little confusing, because yeah, of, unless uh, they strip him right away. Well, yeah, they're gonna they're gonna give uh, uh, they're gonna make him do a, a mandatory. They're gonna say you have to fight this guy, and uh, it's gonna get messy. It's gonna get messy, you know. And Stevenson's gonna still say he's the linear champ, and uh, the light heavyweight division. I mean, you know, young guy like uh, Dimitri Bivol that we saw in the undercard. You know, he's a guy that maybe we want to see more of. You know, I, I mean, the, the the biggest problem with all these sanctioning bodies is that we end up not seeing fighters that we really want to see because the champions get wrapped up in all these mandatories. You know, it's it's counterproductive. It is, Bill, and that's the politics of boxing, especially when you have multi-sanctioning bodies with their rules, regulations, and mandatories. So, as I said, you know, the integrity of, of that whole uh, arena uh, is that question when, when they start stripping away the belts and start having the mandatories that are going to conflict, whatever is going to happen. And it's just rhetoric, uh, confusion, and uh, like I said, Ray Mancini said it the best. There's only one world. Why can't there be one title? That's about it. 
Yeah, well, unfortunately, there's uh, one world and a gazillion <laughs> titles and a gazillion uh, sanctioning bodies. But um, anyway, if uh, you're just joining us now and you uh, didn't get a chance to see the pay-per-view card, uh, basically the rundown, Luis uh, Arias improved to 18-0 and with nine knockouts uh, when he stopped Arif uh, Magomedov. Uh, at 1 minute and 16 seconds of round 5 via a uh, TKO. Uh, Magomedov uh, had hit the canvas uh, earlier in the fight, and uh, in the same round, actually, and uh, the fight was over. Uh, Arias uh, looked pretty good, and Magomedov, well, he didn't look too good. Uh, and the next uh, uh, undercard, uh, Dimitri Bivol in the light heavyweight. He's an interim champion, but that belt wasn't on the line. He fought... Uh, a guy that thought he was going to give, uh, or a guy that many thought was going to give Bivol a test uh, in Cedric Agnew. Uh, only two losses on his career going into this fight. One uh, was a shot at the uh, uh, championship. The other was a, a loss against Samuel Clarkson, uh, which was uh, kind of a, uh, a controversial loss. But he didn't even fight. Dimitri Bivol controlled this guy, hurt him early on, and Cedric Agnew basically was just standing there um, and uh, Russell Mora finally waved it off at 1 minute and 27 seconds of the fourth round uh, to give uh, Bivol his 11th win and ninth knockout, uh, mainly because Cedric Agnew uh, wasn't fighting, wasn't defending himself, and uh, Agnew uh, loses for the third time in his career. He drops to 29-3 and three with 15 knockouts in a strange but true fight. Guillermo Rigondeaux, um, as of this moment, anyway, and I could be, it could have already been changed, but as of this moment, uh, Guillermo Rigondeau was, uh, recorded his 18th win and his 12th knockout uh, by knocking out Moises Flores at exactly three minutes and maybe one second of the very first round. It was controversial because the uh, punch came after the bell, but Vic Draculich, who was the referee in that fight, had to summon the executive director of the Nevada State Athletic Commission, Bob Bennett, and basically go over this whole series of events with him before he could make a decision, which is his job to make a decision. And uh, after inadvertently getting the uh, information wrong from HBO, uh, they ruled it, and he was said he was had no doubt. Bob Bennett says he had no doubt that the punch came before the bell. Therefore, they ruled it a knockout. Well, then after he watched the uh, video again, and after Jim Lampley and Max Kellerman uh, told him that uh, he was wrong, he said that uh, he's going to go back and watch the tape, and if indeed the punch came after the bell, they were going to reverse the decision and call it a disqualification uh, uh, on Rigondeaux, which would give him a loss. Now, we saw that replay a hundred times, and a hundred times it's pretty easy to see that the bell rang and then the punch was landed. I personally don't think it should be a disqualification. I think it should be a no contest. But at, all in all, the Nevada State Athletic Commission has demonstrated that they're starting to really uh, look terrible between that fight in the Jose U fight uh, a couple of weeks prior, and then the announcement that they were sanctioning the fight between Mayweather and uh, a pro debut in Conor McGregor uh, really uh, has me wondering 
uh, the, about the credibility of the Nevada State Athletic Commission. And then finally, in the main event, the rematch between Andre Ward and Sergey Kovalev uh, started out uh, as a uh, cat and mouse type of a fight, uh, but uh, ended at 2 minutes and 29 seconds of the eighth round when Tony Weeks stopped the fight uh, due to uh, Sergey Kovalev uh, kind of crouched up, leaning against the ropes. Uh, Sergey did not argue the stoppage. Uh, a couple of body shots put him down and out for that one. Uh, as uh, Sal and I mentioned earlier, we both had the identical scores of 66 to 67 in Kovalev's favor leading up to that. And Sal, I'll ask you this. Round uh, one, two, and three, I gave all of those to Kovalev. What did your scorecard say? You know, it's funny you should say that. I gave, I, I, I tried to be objective. And with that being said, I wanted and I thought that Kovalev could have won that first round. I thought it could have been draw. But just for the hell of it, and I'm going to say this, because I wanted to make sure if it went the distance, and if there was going to be a similar decision, I said, well, I'll give that round to Andre Ward just for the heck of it to see at the end of the result if there's going to be additional rounds that he wins, uh, it might push it over the top. So I gave that round to, to Andre Ward. Which round? By the slightest Which margin. Round? The first round. Oh, first, first round. round. I thought it was going to – it was very close, very close. And I thought that uh, Kovalev uh, – could have won that round by his effective jab and his, his uh, uh, out-punching, I think, at some points. But I did see in that round that Andre Ward did land some decent counter shots and uh, did enough, I think, to just squeak out that round. So I gave that round to Andre Ward. Then I had the second, third, fourth, and fifth to Sergey Kovalev. And then the ninth, I mean the sixth, the seventh, I gave to Andre Ward. And then ultimately the KO came uh, in the eighth round. You and, know, you know, Bill, I, I, I just – I didn't like the stoppage. And, and I wish that he had went down and they counted to 10 and it was over. I, I, I just uh, – that's the way I am, you know, old school in a Well, sense. I mean, the ropes were holding him up and they should have, you know, waving it off. I mean, Kovalev wasn't jumping up and down all pissed off either. No, he wasn't. You know, he wasn't. And, and but so I, I mean, I, Listen, he, he, he mentally was beat. He was physically tired. Um, he talked smack and didn't back it up. As far as the scorecard, the way I saw it, and I had those first three rounds on my card, I wrote the word close, which when I write that close. means it could go either way. And, you know, yeah. I was disagreeing with Alex Papali's scorecard earlier, but he obviously went the opposite way. I scored rounds one, two, and three, all for Kovalev. Then I scored rounds four and five for Ward. I scored round six for Kovalev. I had round seven for Ward, which gave me a score of 66 for Ward, 67 for Kovalev going into the eighth round. That's where my scorecard was. Um, and uh, like I said, the first three rounds I thought uh, could have went either to either guy. So, I mean, if you pick uh, Andre Ward, you got Andre Ward up by uh, three points uh, going into that final round. so And that's what I think Alex had. So, I mean, hey, that's why uh, boxing is uh, subjective. And, you know, I, we talk about this all the time. It was interesting to see the punch stats uh, that Kovalev was uh, favoring, uh, was being favored yes. in the punch stats. 
uh, similar to the first fight. But then again, you know, a punch that's landed is being scored by a human being that's subjective, saying, yeah, I, that one hit, and the guy next to him saying, no, it didn't. You know, so until you take the human element out, uh, we'll never, we'll, we won't have true stats, you know, but uh, it's going to be interesting to see what transpires uh, now for uh, Andre Ward, what transpires now for Sergey Kovalev, and what happens with the Rigondeaux fight. And, and you know, is the Nevada State Athletic Commission going to, uh, they got a lot of defending themselves coming up, especially yes. with the Mayweather Conor McGregor fight. I mean, they got to be under criticism for that. Uh, you know, I personally uh, uh, don't like the fight in any way, shape, or form. Uh, you know, I, I just feel that uh, uh, that's a, uh, a BS fight. And, uh, you know, I, I don't think that, uh, I mean, well, th this isn't the right time to talk about it. We, we'll have uh, plenty of uh, discussion uh, on that uh, later on uh, in the week uh, when we come back. So, and speaking later on in the week... Don't forget, uh, Sal and I and Dax and Alex and the rest of the crew uh, do our show uh, live Monday through Friday from 8 to 10 uh, a.m. Uh, Eastern Time. Uh, so make sure you uh, check it out. You can uh, watch it uh, right here on BillyCBoxing.com uh, or uh, you can also uh, check it out on a podcast. We also have our YouTube channel. Uh, which is uh, YouTube slash Talkin, T-A-L-K-I-N-B-O-X-I-N-G. We've also been uh, simulcasting. We've been experimenting on uh, uh, on uh, Facebook, you know, so uh, that's uh, uh, something that uh, we've been playing around. I want to give a shout-out to everybody that's uh, watched us on uh, Facebook. And uh, we seem to have uh, uh, lost uh, my man Sal, but uh, we're going to try and get them uh, back here one more time before we uh, wrap it up. But make sure you uh, check out the show. And uh, also check your TV listings, man, because uh, we're on a, a bunch of television networks now. Uh, they air the show different times. Uh, we're on uh, uh, radio stations uh, throughout the U.S. and Canada. So check that out. And uh, if all else fails, visit our website, uh, www.billycboxing.com. And a link to our podcast and read the articles. We've got uh, writers and contributors uh, from all over uh, uh, the U.S. and beyond. Uh, a couple of uh, guys in England and, uh, and thereabouts. So uh, make sure you uh, uh, check that out and uh, go from there, man. We, uh, uh, we're hoping that uh, you guys will uh, enjoy uh, the show uh, as much as we do. And uh, we're constantly... Uh, uh, having uh, great topics, and uh, uh, I think you'll like the show, man. You know, so if you're new to it, if you're stumbling across this post-fight show, uh, don't forget we air live uh, Monday through Friday from 8 to 10 a.m. Eastern Time. Uh, you know, I had Sal here, uh, but uh, we keep losing him. So, uh, listen, I'm going to wrap it up. Uh, I appreciate you guys uh, stopping by and uh, joining us uh, today. So uh, make sure you tune in. We're going to be off on Monday uh, because uh, Sal and I worked on some uh, uh, great projects that we're going to talk about. And we got some uh, specials going on uh, with uh, uh, an event we're doing. And uh, we'll be talking about that uh, early next week. So make sure you tune in on Tuesday, uh, 8 a.m. Eastern Time. Check out the show. Feel free to email me, Billy at Talkin Boxing, T-A-L-K-I-N. 
B-O-X-I-N-G.com. And uh, I just got Sal back just enough to say goodbye, Sal. What happened over there? I, we had a power surge. The thing just, I, I thought it exploded. Sorry about that. Yeah, I, I, I wondered what happened. But uh, Sal, hey, I'm glad you got back because Me it's too. time for you to say goodbye. Uh, I was just uh, I was just telling everybody to uh, make sure they tuned in on Tuesday. We won't be doing a live show Monday, but uh, Tuesday. And we're going to have some announcements. We're going to tell people what we worked on all last week. Uh, we got uh, a great uh, uh, getaway for everybody in August. And uh, we are going to surround it, even though we're, none of us are supportive of the uh, Mayweather-Conor McGregor fight. We are going <laughs> to be doing funny. something with it, but we're going to add some other stuff so we can all uh, uh, boo and hiss at the same time. But we'll have some fun uh, doing some other stuff. And, uh, Sal, I'm looking forward to that, my man. Bill, let me tell you something. You and I had a great week this past week. And what we're planning for the end of uh, August uh, – Unfortunately, we're doing it the weekend of the uh, Mayweather-Conor McGregor fight. And I say unfortunately just because I don't really approve of the whole fight. But it's going to be a stellar weekend, and we're going to have such a great time. And there's going to be a whole weekend full of events, and I think we're going to release all that stuff next week. So uh, I will let you do those honors. And, well, we're uh, we're going to start We're going to start to release it on Tuesday. Start to release it. So, Tuesday? Yeah, Tuesday. Oh, no, we already got it in the works. If people go to the website – uh, they'll see uh, they'll see a, a link to uh, uh, the hub of uh, everything yeah. that we're going to be doing, and uh, we're also uh, going to be releasing what uh, our project that we worked on last week because uh, you guys are going to uh, start to see that uh, on a television channel uh, near you. So uh, stay tuned for that. Uh, yeah, so, oh, you're raising your hand. Yeah, what? Go ahead, Senacola. Make it Thank quick. You. Okay, I'll make it quick. Let me tell you something, Bill. I had such a great time with you down here this week. Besides the pizza, the pasta, and the food, and everything else, and the music, and all the good times, and all the jokes, and everything else, you and I worked on some great projects that, uh, I'll tell you what, I had a blast, and it's, like I said, just like growing up with the parlor talk. Hey, we hey, you know what, the- Sal? Sal, what we did this weekend, and we watched this fight today, right? You know, it's like, uh, you know, well, everything Forget that we did, it. everything we did last week, you know, you watch your fight today, and you're like, oh, God. You know, it's hard to, it, it, uh, to tell you the truth. It was actually hard for me to watch considering what we worked on last week and and like that was all like fresh in my mind and i'm like oh whoa this was so what a bummer you know i mean uh it was uh well we we better quit while we're ahead we'll we'll tell everybody uh on tuesday but uh sal i appreciate you uh hanging out and uh we'll be uh uh hooking up again on tuesday morning my man we'll look forward to it, billy thank you so much buddy and you take care and have a good night we'll talk to you tuesday Sounds good. Hey, everybody else, uh, listen, make sure you tune in to the uh, Billy C. Show uh, Monday through Friday, 8 a.m. to 10 a.m. Eastern Time, uh, right here on BillyCBoxing.com. Check out our YouTube channel, youtube.com slash talking, T-A-L-K-I-N-B-O-X-I-N-G, or a television channel or radio station near you. Hey, man, I hope to see you Tuesday morning. Until then, ciao, baby. <laughs>